You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Crippled Content Creations and Podcast Jukebox present Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is Andrew Gerza. I am your queer cripple, your disabled dick smith. All those things get comfy, cozy, and crippled, and let's get the show started. So we talked episodes and episodes ago, way back in like episode 32, about, I did an episode called Cleansed, Crisp, and Crippled. And I talk about kind of what shower sex is like for me and kind of how people assume that I'm dirty all the time because I sit in my wheelchair and they, they assume that I can't shower and, and the joy of all that. And I wanted to revisit the title, Cleanse, Crisp, and Cribbled, because it's summertime and I've been starting to see a lot of sexy Instagram posts of good-looking, sexy dudes curled up in bathtubs, looking all soapy and sudsy and inviting. And it got me thinking about the logistics of sex in a bathtub when you have a disability. I'm just gonna make a little disclaimer here. I have never had sex in a bathtub ever and I've barely ever had any type of water sex just because inaccessibility can be quite the issue. In fact, the last time I was in a bathtub was probably when I was 10 years old and that's probably only because I was small enough to carry, lift, and to contort my crippled body into that space. I remember my mom and dad used to bathe me all the time that way because it was just it was easier. They could just throw me in the bathtub, and there we go. Um, but around the time I hit like 11, 12 through 16, they were like, "Oh fuck, this kid's getting bigger. There's no way we can do this. So we're just gonna start giving you showers now." And I remember, I remember being like, "Okay, I guess showers are a thing." But I literally have not been in a bath since I was like. I say 10, but it was probably earlier than that. It was probably like 8 or 9 that I stopped having baths because it was just not physically possible anymore. From what I remember of baths, though, I remember really enjoying it. Just the chance to sit in the water and to look at my disabled body and to kind of float and relax in there. It felt really... I remember being in the bath as a kid, feeling really comfy and just really enjoying it and being able to just be kind of floaty in the water, which is a rarity when you are when you have a, a mobility-limiting disability like mine. You just can't move as much. 
So sitting in the bathtub was nice. Also, I think because I was a child and my muscles hadn't tightened up to the level they are right now with my CP, the bath was a lot less. I could do more in there now that when I was a kid, and now I really wouldn't be able to do much in there, as I'll get to. Don't even worry. Um, one of the first things you have to consider when going to the bath as a physically disabled person for a bath or for sex is I think the bat the size of the bathtub itself. So many of the bathtubs that I researched when looking for this episode were tiny, tiny, beautiful, beautiful tubs. One person like claw bathtubs from the olden times and they were entirely inaccessible though. There's no way that a disabled person could ever fit their their crumpled, cripply body into there. There's just no way. They were just entirely inaccessible. Sidebar, all of the, quote, accessible bathtubs that I saw for older people or for even people with disabilities were actually makeshift tubs that you had to, like, walk into. So I was very confused. I was like, um, how is an accessible tub... Why does an accessible tub with the word accessible in it have anything to do with walking? Can somebody explain that to me? And I don't... I was, it was very confusing because it would say, like, tub for a disabled person and then it would be a picture of an older person with, like, full-ish mobility walking into the, into the bathtub. And I, I totally understand that disabilities have different variations. Of course, of course, we know that from listening to the show. But it threw me off guard to see nothing for a wheelchair-using person as part of your tub offerings when you have disabled there. It just didn't make any sense. And I just found it funny because all the pictures of those good-looking people with rose petals at their feet and the soap off their toes and all those things on their toes hanging off the edge of the tub probably had the pictures that way because they couldn't fit their able-bodied bodies into the tub anyway. So imagine that you were disabled and you couldn't stretch out all your limbs or do any of that and you were somehow expected to fit in this tub. So if nobody, my question then is, if nobody, whether you have a disability or not, is able to fit into a tub, why are we still using tubs as like sexy things to, as sexy ideas for sex? If nobody can fit in these things, why are we still using them? I don't, it's, I'm, I'd like to know. So tub makers of the world, Come to me and tell me why. I'm, I just want to know. And because so many disabled people understand the pain of not being able to stretch out their, their limbs the way they want to or to lie flat comfortably or to be comfortable really entirely in any position while lying down, why would you want to add water to that and then add another person in the water in the pain you're in? Why? Like, that doesn't... Looking at it that way, it doesn't sound like a sexy option at all. Like, fuck, just jump in the shower chair, I'll sit in my commode. That's a lot easier, isn't it? But I understand that the the bathtub is a big sex fantasy for a lot of us, and for myself too. So I want to see if we can take the idea of the bathtub fantasy and try to make bathtub sex and disability accessible, shall we? Or we can laugh hilariously at how it's not accessible together. Let's do that. One of the very first things that every single blog I looked at, Cosmo, Redbook, Refinery29, all those blogs had a different way of talking about uh, bathtub sex. 
I think I said bathroom sex a minute ago. I meant to say bathtub sex. So they had a they had a way of each blog had a different ideas about how you could have the sexiest bathtub sex. Of course, none of them included disability because why would they? It's none of them had any any options for disabled people. So here we are again doing an episode like that because why shouldn't there be options for disabled people to fuck in their bathtub? Why not? So here we are. But one of the big things that they suggest you do in all these magazines that I looked at was that you should set the mood, which I get. Ambiance when you're about to bone somebody is super important. I get it totally. Uh, one of the first things they suggest you do to set the mood is that you put candles out. <laughs> you put candles out and you lower the lighting. Okay, where do I start? So first, I'm going to say that we... I'm going to strongly suggest that either that you don't do either of those things for sexy disabled bathtub time. You don't lower the lights and you don't put candles out. That's it. I would say those are big giant no-nos first off the bat. More than likely, if you'll be having sex with a disabled person in the bathtub or you as a disabled person will be in the bathtub, the disabled person will need to be lifted and transferred into the tub by someone else. So lowering the lights and creating a sexy ambiance with candles is a great idea in a fantastical sense. It really, like, the idea of, like, having low lights, some George Michael on, some, like, it's, it's hot. I'm there for it in the fantasy. But in reality, getting in the tub with a disability means that you need help, a lot of help. And this means that the lights should be on full blast. Every light in that bathroom should be on if you're performing a transfer. Every single light. And also, all the music, as much as I love George Michael and I love me some romantic, like, some, some romantic saxophone, George Michael should not be on the, on the iPod, the, the, the iPod right at that moment. No, no, you should, all the music should be off, the lights should be on, and... Everyone, especially the person lifting, should be paying full attention to what they're doing. And just a giant no to the candles. I keep picturing a burnt to the crisp cripple, like, who hurt himself every single time I think of that. The person carrying you could slip and fall and burn themselves. Or the disabled person could have a spasm once they get in the, get in the bathtub and they could hurl a lit candle at you unexpectedly. Nobody wants that. That's not exactly the sexiest way to start sexy disabled bathtub time. In most of the, the blogs that I saw about bathtub sex, um, they said that in preparation for bathtub sex, there was a huge emphasis in every single magazine and blog that you should clean your bathroom and wash your bathroom floor before the sex. Now, yes, before anybody goes into your bathroom, you should, it should be, should have some semblance of clean in there, totally, and I support this idea, but the idea that you would wash your floor before the person gets there, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that one. I wouldn't recommend washing the floor beforehand. In fact, I would recommend not doing any cleanup of the bathroom until after the bathroom, the bathtub sex is done or the bathtub sex has been valiantly attempted. Just don't do any cleanup and I will explain why. 
if you're going to attempt bathtub sex with a disabled lover as a way to plan and prep yourself, if you are the able-bodied party, I would highly recommend that you go to the gym or you stretch well beforehand because you're going to have to lift their body. And if they have as little as mobility as I do in that area and you're not going to, you're not going to be able to do, you're not going to be able to lift all their body weight. So, and they're, they're dead weight. Unfortunately, disabled people are heavy and we are a lot of dead weight. I do wish there was a better term for when you lift a disabled person than dead weight, but that's the kind of occupational therapy term that I'm used to hearing. We're a lot of dead weight a lot of the time, so you're going to want to do a lot of stretching. I was going to suggest that maybe you could even get a Hoyer lift if that works for you, but I, but I realized that most Hoyer lifts, which is a big lift that you use to carry if you're new here, that's what a Hoyer lift is, uh, but if you even if you had a Hoyer lift, it probably wouldn't go far enough into the bathtub without hitting the side of the bathtub, so you could even use a Hoyer lift, so you, you would have to lift somebody into the bath. So because a Hoyer lift probably isn't an option, I would strongly recommend that if you're the able-bodied person, you do a, a bride carry, so you carry the person like you would a bride. It's also called a princess carry, and in my notes I put, yeah, I am a princess, bitch. So you put them in the princess carry position, with your hands firmly supporting the arch of your lover's back and their head. This is a really important carry and the, holding the head is important because your partner may have limited trunk control. Now this can totally be a romantic gesture and it can be super hot and I love the idea of having a hot dude carry me over any kind of threshold. I'm here for it. Somebody, let's make this happen, please. I, I'm so here for it. But I also am aware that disabled lovers, and I speak from experience here, please do not, under any, any circumstances, any circumstances whatsoever, try to make out with your partner during this process. It's important that you know, as hot as it would be to make out with your partner as they're trying to lift you, they cannot lift you while trying to suck your face. That is simply not possible. It's happened to me a number of times where I've literally tried to make out with the person and they, they lose their concentration because they're busy making out with my hotness. And then both of us almost fall and die. It's happened a number of times. So, cripple, crip tip, pro crip sex tip, that's what it is. Yeah, there we are. Pro crip sex tip, don't make out with your able-bodied partner as they're lifting you. Just don't do it. Also, able-bodied partners, please remember that you'll be transferring this person from what I presume is a room temperature into a tub of warm slash hot water, maybe? This means that their response to temperature will immediately affect how their body might react once they hit the water. So as you're carrying them, they might be calm and relaxed and comfortable and there's no problem the minute they touch the water all of that could change all of that can completely change the warmth of the water might relax them but because it feels so warm right away and because many of us with disabilities have limited issues or sorry have limited circulation issues any kind of temperature change either cold or hot with the water will change what our bodies do
it might cause the disabled person and your disabled lover to abruptly smack you in the face or kick you in the balls or whatever spastic thing your body wants to do. It might do that when the when the temperature changes. So that's not exactly the sexiest thing ever. And you may have to explain to your coworkers on Monday why your Sunday night hookup gave you a bruise on the lip. And you might have to say, no, no, literally, it was a love tap. We were not fighting. They literally just punched me in the face because I was trying to have a bubble bath with them. That'll be a fun one to explain to your coworkers, I'm sure. <laughs> if you can get a second person to help you with the lifting, I would recommend that as, as the disabled carrier, or the person being carried rather, sorry. It would make me feel a lot safer if there were two people around should something happen. So I would just think you should get more than one. You can, you can sit in the bathtub first and the other person can help you get the disabled person in the bathtub. But the more I think about it, bathtub sex might also be a great opportunity for group sex and an orgy because just thinking about the number of people you might need in the room to do this transfer safely, I keep adding more and more people in the mix in my head. So you might want to just have a big orgy, have a threesome, have a foursome, have more, because then you have people to help with lifting. I would also suggest, as a prep for the disabled bathtub sexy time, you and your disabled partner go to a hardware store like Lowe's or somewhere and invest in those sticky, grabby bath mats, those ones with all the ducks and like the rubbery things. Get a bunch of those because those bath mats can help you as the non-disabled lifter person or parties to have balance and traction when you're lifting. And it, it'll make you feel safer than just trying to do it on, like, tile or linoleum or something. Because that's where danger happens. And this is not a murder podcast, so I wouldn't want to have to report that somebody tried that and then got murdered by slipping on the linoleum. So definitely get a, a, a bath mat and, and go with your disabled partner to see which kind of bath mat would work for both of you. If this is an impromptu uh, bathtub sexy time, which I really don't think it should be, but if for some reason you can't have a bath mat available, you can also use towels in a pinch. If you wet the towel a little bit at the edges, they'll provide great traction on the floor. I did that a lot of the times as a kid when we were coming out of the shower. Towels were, or the shower and the bathtub rather, towels are great for that kind of stuff. So towels can work for you in a pinch. They'll just give you enough traction. Also, if you're halfway through the lift of your sexy disabled lover and you realize as the non-disabled lifter person or parties that this is simply not feasible for you, it is okay to stop. You don't have to be a hero and you don't have to hurt me just so we can fuck in a bathtub. We can have hot moments elsewhere and it's okay to tell me as a disabled person that doesn't work. Also, disabled people, if, you're, if your non-disabled lover tells you they can't do this, physically can't do this, and you're like really wanting them to, please don't do this. Please don't say this. And I'm telling you this because I've done this, and it's not so cool. Don't do this. Don't do, oh, but I really wanted to. Please don't do that. It makes them feel like shit. And then they try harder, and then they put your health and safety at risk. Don't 
goad them into something they can't do. It's all right. It's okay. You can still have sexy moments with them, but don't make them feel like shit for not being able to. It's all right. It's okay. A lot of the blogs also made it seem really easy for you to be able to switch positions. They were just like, oh, just move your leg this way and switch positions. No problem. It's no big deal. But from everything I read, it seemed like that was equally impossible. And these people must have had like every joint was a double joint or something because it just didn't seem very easy. Um, and they suggest that you can just easily switch positions. But I don't think that'll be happening in this case, especially when you have a disabled lover. Uh, I would probably be in the submerged turtle position my legs would be scissored but i would be pretty comfy you'd probably have to give me a few minutes before any sexy time happened so that i could acclimate to the temperature and so that my so that i could center my cp body down and relax and be calm because the whole idea of being submerged in water in any level of water when you have a cp brain like mine your very first thought is, I'm going to drown, I'm going to die, oh my god, this is terrifying, I can't do this. So for the first 10 minutes of bathtub sexy time, you have to calm me down. You have to really calm me down, because also with CP, sometimes the temperature of the water, whether it's hot or cold, especially cold, can affect the breathing. So if you don't have the, temp don't have the water temperature of the bath at the right temperature, you could really scare a disabled person and then they don't want to they'll not be able to come down which makes the whole bath impossible because when we get scared our bodies go tighter which means if you're trying to move me or do anything with me in the bath and you have the bath on cold by accident you're gonna have a fuck ton hard time moving me around i promise you it won't be easy at all i was also told by one of my listeners hi kate that some ther some therapy for certain types of disability would make would some therapy for some certain types of disability and disabled people would be to make them sit in hot tubs of water or cold tubs of water to test sensory things and that this can be quite traumatizing for them so the idea of going into a hot tub of water could maybe not be the sexiest thing for some disabled people and you may want to check in with them about that before you propose sexy bathtub time and see if that's something that they can both physically and mentally handle. Also, if you have CP and your big fear is drowning into water, maybe don't suggest sexy bathtub time, maybe don't. For a long time when I was in the bathtub, I would literally stop breathing out of fear until I got comfortable again. Even in the shower for a while, I stopped breathing because I didn't know how to breathe with water. Sometimes with sensory stuff like CP, that happens, so you're gonna wanna check before you propose underwater bathtub sexy do me in the bathtub time. Also, disabled person, if this is a fantasy you want to try just because other non-disabled people have tried this fantasy, don't push yourself into it. If it's something you know your body can't do, even though you've seen it in the magazines, even though we've seen it in all this stuff and we don't consider how our disabled bodies might react, if you know you can't really do it, don't make yourself. You can. We can look at other options to have that great, fantastic moment with the person. It's okay. Don't feel like you have to push yourself to a place where you're not comfortable, especially when we're dealing with water and choking and asphyxiation and all those things. Don't do that to yourself if you don't feel like you can handle it. 
The bloggers also suggest that you check the water level of your bath. They suggest you do this so that if you want to move around and change positions, you shouldn't put a lot of water in the bath. I also think that if you're getting naked with a disabled hottie who does not have independent neck support, you may also want to check the water level so they don't choke or drown or slip or something and then, then problems arise. You want to make sure the water level is low enough that they still feel like if they go under a little bit, they're not, they, they'll be alright because that can be a scary thing too. The whole idea of a full tub, to me as a disabled person, is like, oh, I'm gonna, that's, that's how I'm going to die right there. So make sure that you, if they have limited neck support, don't put as much water in, I would suggest. And if they have the ability to support their own neck, you can maybe put more water in to the bathtub so that they can, so that when they land in the bathtub, it'll be a little bit softer. When you're putting a body that can't bend onto porcelain, that shift from out of the soft chair into the air and then onto hard porcelain doesn't feel super nice. Like when I used to sit on the toilet for shits, going from my chair to the porcelain, like, throne never felt nice. It actually really hurt my bum. So, like, you're going to want to be careful. If you put more water, it won't hurt them as much when they land. It could just be a little bit softer. All the blogs said also that you should, and they use they this term a lot in what they were saying. They said you should, quote, scrub your partner down. And every time I think about that, I giggle because, as you've heard me say on the show many a time, I have limited dexterity. I can't really do a lot. My, my hand movements are super gross motor skills, not fine motor skills. So I can't do that a lot. So, so the whole idea of a partner rubbing me down is hot and really sexy and like gets me kind of hard, even at the, the fantasy of it right now. I'm hearing Michael, I'm hearing George Michael in the background as I say this, but me rubbing you down doesn't really, doesn't make me think so, doesn't make me think that it's super hot because, because I have no dexterity, me scrubbing you with a loofah or a cloth might feel rather rough and coarse. It also might not have any like friction or fast friction to like get you off or anything. It may feel like me stabbing you with a washcloth or thrusting it in your general direction, which I don't know. Maybe that gets you off, and maybe that's giving all of you, like, boners in your bathtubs right now. But I don't think so. I don't know if that's really the hottest thing ever. But if you're listening and you like getting stabbed with a washcloth in, in your bathtub, send an email to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com and let me know. I do think that the warm water for somebody with spastic muscles might make receiving a blowjob or a handjob easier, easier because with the warm water, my muscles will automatically relax a little bit, so you'll have more freedom to move me as you want to. And I do think getting a blowjob when my muscles are totally relaxed feels completely different than getting a blowjob when they're completely not relaxed. So if you want to give me a handy or a blowy in the bathtub, I'm here for it. In terms of me giving you, performing any of these activities like a blowjob or a handjob, I think it would be harder for me to perform them because I simply can't, the, because the water makes things wet and slippery, which means I won't be able to grab your cock the right way. I won't be able to 
to bend, I can't bend down to blow you. And if you stand and fall on me, or fall in the bathtub on me, and we die together, again, that's not super sexy. So I don't know if, if it would be like you could even like even if you stand up, if you stand up over me and I'm in the bathtub, I still can't reach your dick, and I can't get up to blow you. So I can't even give you pleasure in the bathtub. So if the whole bath is you giving me pleasure, great. Like, if you are a disabled person and you're working with a sex worker and you want them to have sex with you in the bath and they're strong enough to lift you and confident enough to do that, that's a great fantasy to do. But if you're trying to get your, like, sexy boyfriend or partner to do that, it just doesn't feel very sexy because you can't provide pleasure, really. Once you're down in submerged turtle, where are you going to go? You can't do much. Some of the positions that they advocate for in these tips seem not so safe for me in Submerged Turtle. They say that one partner should face you and have their legs... They should face you and have their legs stabilized by the bathtub itself. My very first thought is what if their toes slip and they fall on you and hurt you? I just didn't think that was very safe or very wise and I wouldn't... I would not recommend that. There are also many tips from the experts about using bath salts and different senses for that. I would have a serious chat with your disabled partner or partners about how that might affect them before running out and setting the mood. So like go check and say like, hey, does this bath salt work for you? Do you think you'd be allergic to this? And if they say no, great. And if they say yes, really consider that and maybe don't do that. Maybe don't don't get a bath salt that would hurt them. It might hurt their skin. They might have a reaction to it. You don't know. They might not know either. Sometimes soap and water is the best way to go. One of the tips that I'm reading here was about the importance of, of toweling off and how toweling off can lead to sex after after the, the shower. Yes, or no, sorry, the bath rather. You should towel each other off. Yes, again, I can't really towel you off. I have no motor, no, no, gr no fine motor skills, so I can't towel you off in any kind of, like, productive way, but if you want me to play with the towel with you for a minute and, like, you know, grab your balls with the towel, I can do that, but that's all I can do. Um, in terms of them, of your non-disabled partner toweling off you, make sure they towel you off properly. Make sure they towel you off and dry you properly because many times, not in sex but in care land, I have not had my genitals dried properly which can lead to to skin irritation and rashes and all those things. So make sure they're drying you off properly and get to the blowjob after and all the sexy time after but make sure that your sexy partner really is taking care of those parts for you. When you're getting your disabled partner out of the bath, if it works for you, you should bring their mobility device or wheelchair to the bathroom before you get them out of the tub or before you try to get them out of the tub because that way you won't have to lift them as much. You won't have to carry them as far. Make sure you bring their mobility devices as close to getting out of the bathtub as possible. Make sure the whole floor is dry. Make sure their chair is off. Very important. Make sure their wheelchair is off before you put them back in their chair, and then you can start the cleanup. But I hope that these were some tips and tricks for sexy disabled bathroom time, both 
what you could try and what you could should totally not try when considering having sex in a bathtub when you're disabled. Hope you enjoyed this one. Thanks for listening. If you have any stories about sexy disabled bathtub time and you want to send a Minnesota about that, email us, disabilityafterdark at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear your story and read it on the air. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Bye. All right, friends, that's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza, and thank you so much for listening and helping the show go. I really appreciate that you all listen and that you come back every week, and I love doing it, and I love shining a bright light on these topics, so thank you. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgerza.com where you'll find my writings, some cool videos I've been in, And you'll see where I've been talking, where I've been doing talks. And if you want to hire me to talk, you can do so there as well. If you want to follow me on the social media, you can put in all my handles on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at TheAndrewGerza. If you want to follow the podcast specifically, you can follow us on Twitter at DisAftDarkPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash disability after dark. This show is a completely independent production. I literally record the show here in my bedroom in Toronto, and that's awesome. So if you want to support this fully independent program, you can head over to patreon.com slash disability after dark, and you can pledge $1 a month to get the show early and get really cool perks like that. And I, I will give you a shout out on the air and thank you for your support. It would be super awesome if you could also leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast so that this show all about sexuality and disability, something we don't talk about enough, can get more traction and more people can hear about the show. Lastly, if you want to be a part of Disability After Dark, you can submit your suggestions, story ideas, or your minisodes to our email inbox disabilityafterdark at gmail.com Thanks for listening and we'll be back next time right here on the program Shining a Bright Light on Sex and Disability Disability After Dark Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Cripple Content Creations with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019.